TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Friday. Happy Friday out there, May 12, 2023. Welcome in to the Gabe Coon Show. I am Gabe Coon, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on Twitter at G underscore Coon 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That's Connor Dunning on Twitter at cdunning929. Connor, what's happening, man? What's up, sir? Yeah, we have we have Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. You you, you all gifted up, you taken care of. We're, We're all good. We're ready We're all to rock. good. I'll tell you about all right jewelers later, but you still have time. You still have time to make sure you get that gift for mom. But we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. I'm going to open on the NBA playoffs, and I'm going to really, one, tell you why the Nuggets need to be taken seriously and they deserve the respect, but also, more so than that, the Suns, shaky ground, headed into this offseason. Trade for KD, give up the farm, and you land in the same exact spot as you did last year, getting knocked out. 20-plus point victory for the other team in the second round. In the second round, that's unbelievable. Also, throughout the day, we're going to have plenty to get to on the guest front. Jeff Calkins, 5 o'clock, Jeff Calkins Show and the Daily Memphian. I'm going to have to talk to him about his bills, his bills schedule, what he thinks about the bills schedule. We'll get a full breakdown from him. And also, Connor sent me this before the story, before the show. Um, he talked about Arby's earlier this week. You remember that? Today, there was a man in Louisiana found dead in an Arby's freezer. So, we're going to have to... Hopefully not being used for meat. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. Fingers crossed. But uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to press Jeff about that. Six o'clock. Adam Rittenberg will join. Uh, love having Adam on. We'll catch up on some college football. He went to Boulder um, a couple of months back to talk to Deion Sanders and that staff about what they're doing this offseason. We know about upwards of fifty plus players getting into the transfer portal. Um, including two that landed here at Memphis, Tyron Taylor and Austin Smith. Austin Smith, a tight end. Tyron Taylor committed yesterday. Safety started nine games there. But there's been upwards of 50-plus players get in the transfer portal since Deion's been there. The largest roster turnover, really, in the history of college football. And Adam was there to cover it. We'll also talk 
uh, plenty of other things where that came from. Um, I'll also tell you why tonight as we get you prepped for um, Warriors-Lakers, why the Lakers, they get it done on their home floor tonight. I'll tell you why they get it done on their home floor. And also, the NFL can breathe. I don't know if you saw the news, just came down. One of the most shameful ownership eras in the history of American sports is near its end. And if you can guess, yeah, it's the Snyders. It's, it's, it's the Snyders. They're awaiting NFL ownership approval. But uh, this is a big day. It's a big day for the commanders. It's a big day for the NFL. Now, last night, I want to start here. Nuggets and Suns. Nuggets get over top of the Suns, 4-2. to two. Nuggets headed to the Western Conference Finals for the second time in four years. And the Suns, who gave away the farm, Macal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round picks for KD, they ended it the same way they did a year ago. 30-point deficit at halftime. Last year it was the Mavs. This year it's to the Nuggets, and they lose in the second round yet again. Nuggets, though, I want to start there. Respect needs to roll in. They're the most consistent team, especially in the Western Conference, in the regular season. And so far in the playoffs, they're the most consistent team. You know, I, 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 I always held out and said they need to show me before they tell me because we've seen Michael Malone, we've seen Jokic, we've seen, seen MPJ, we've seen Jamal Murray all at work in the past three to four years, and it's never gotten to these heights. Um, they, they've never shown their power in the Western Conference the way they have this year. But where respect is uh, earned – is going in and handling a team in the Suns with two of the best scores in the game and handling it in six games easily. And Jokic, I know he wasn't the MVP this year. And by the way, Mark Jackson left him off his MVP ballot. We're going to talk about that in the Blitz. But another triple-double, the game is too easy for this guy. It's just too easy. He, he, he paces the game so well as a point center. He, he just dominates every matchup he gets. And you can talk about his lack of, of defensive prowess, but he's a great rebounder. He's really, really good at setting everybody up on that team. Last night, 32, 10, 12, 13 for 18 from the field. <laughs> and it was just like that the entire series, man. Whether it was DeAndre Ayton or Jock Landale or Bismack Biombo, weirdly enough, I thought Bismack Biombo and Jock Landale competed harder than DeAndre Ayton did against Jokic, but it didn't matter. I, I mean, in the end of the day, I do put a little bit of the onus on DeAndre Ayton, although this is a matchup that I just don't think he can handle. But the game's too easy for Jokic, and outside of Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Jamal Murray, sort of the, the consistent pieces around Jokic these past few years, they have good pieces to surround those guys. KCP last night, 21 points. I think he had 17 <laughs> Very, very early. Bruce Brown had 13. They're huge. They're the perfect role players. They respect. People respect those guys. They, I, and I respect guys that aren't asked to do a lot but deliver and still do a lot. They're good perimeter defenders. They're not necessarily offensively demanding like the guys that they came in for in Monte Morris and Will Barton. And they play within themselves. This is a different Nuggets team. I, when that trade was made this offseason, I thought, okay, that's that's that's. I don't know how relevant that is, but I see, I see the vision now with Bruce, Bruce Brown and KCP. They're guys who, who've been there, done that. They're vets, and they, they certainly bring a, a defensive side that, that, that Will Barton and Monte Morris couldn't. And I think the Nuggets 
and this is this could relate to the Grizzlies as well. The Nuggets built through trial and error, right? You kept Jokic, Murray, and MPJ through the process. But throughout that process, they made different moves, and they moved up, they moved down. It wasn't linear. It wasn't linear to get to where they are right now. Um, but they traded for Aaron Gordon. They liked him. Makes sense. Good defensive player. Can, can give you some, some things offensively. A three-level scorer. Um, they thought Monte Morris and Will Barton could give them enough, and then they realized they couldn't. So they trade for Bruce Brown and KCP to fill those roles better. But if you look at those top three, Jokic, Murray, and MPJ throughout the last three years, everything around them has changed. Everything. It's been trial and error, trial and error to try to figure out what works best. And I think so far this year, when you look at what they've been able to do, number one seed in the West, most consistent team in the West, most consistent team in these playoffs, it's worked. It's worked. But I think for the Grizzlies, you can take a, you can take a little bit of solace in that and knowing, okay, we, we offloaded Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. We wanted to get younger. We wanted to try to see if we could develop guys. That hasn't worked, so let's find something else. Let's find something else. This offseason, I think the Grizzlies will be active in that regard, similar to what the Nuggets have been the last few seasons. Now, for the Suns. <sighs> DeAndre Ayton and CP3, we know this. Them being out made the margin thinner than a flyweight fighter on a weight cut. I mean, just as thin, like the, the margin for error was not there. Um, but overall, I have to say, the Suns last night, and even dating back to last that was an embarrassing effort last night. 81-51 at half. They allowed 81 points in 24 minutes of basketball. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't care who's on the floor and who's not. That's embarrassing. And the Suns' elimination games in the last two years at half. They've both been down by 30 to the Mavs last year, to the Nuggets this year. Again, 81-51. Those are the two largest halftime deficits in Suns franchise history in the playoffs. (laughs) The last two years in elimination games to get sent home. That's not good enough. And their roster is not good enough in itself. Uh, The full roster just doesn't have enough from a bench perspective to really get them over the hump. And if you're playing them, 
if the, if you played them in the playoffs this year, the answer was simple. Dial in against KD and Book. Let others beat you if they can, if they choose to. Campaign had 31 points last night. He was phenomenal. 31, 12 for 16 from the field, 7 for 9 from 3. But if you hold KD and Book to a combined 12 of 32, like the Nuggets did last night from the field, you win that ballgame. And I talked about that margin being thin for them. This is how thin it was. The Suns in this series were 0-4 when Book, when Devin Booker shot under 78%. He had to be around 80% from the field for them to compete and go win a game. So perfect. He had to be near perfect. Yes, <laughs> correct. That's not a reasonable expectation for a, for no. a player, especially him who puts up a fair volume of shots, a very needed volume of shots. That's not sustainable. And now you look at the Suns headed into the offseason – First order of business for me, Monty Williams need not be safe. Monty Williams should not. Last two years in elimination games, didn't have a plan. His team got absolutely smacked around. You can talk about the CP3 injuries all you want, but 30-point deficits at halftime that you knew you weren't going to be able to make up in the second half. Monty Williams should not be safe. At home, too, by the way. At home, these elimination games, they got blown out. (laughs) Now, I will admit, it's not all his fault. The Suns roster is deficient. It is. It relies on having no injuries, which they had two going into last night, and DeAndre Ayton and CP3. But I watched last night as he pulled out KD there in the first half, Nuggets going a 17-0 run, and he couldn't control his rotations the entire series. He turned to Landry Shamit too late. He turned to Terrence Ross too late. He couldn't control his rotations. He didn't know who to play, when to play them. Um, and, and I think more so for me, I think Monty Williams needs to be out because you have two more years guaranteed with Kevin Durant. And I'd shake it up. Find a coach who has won a championship and make the hire. And there's two guys out there that I see right now that I think have been cast um, a little bit unfairly by their teams, but they're out there, Nick Nurse and, and Mike Budenholzer. I think there's two things you can do here. Because I thought the, 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 the Suns under Monty Williams, they played at this just glacial pace when they have really good offensive players. You don't need to focus on half-court ex- execution. You can, you can push the pace. You can make something happen. I think you could either speed the team up, unleash that offense. That's the Nick, Nick Nurse hire, potentially. Or focus on half-court offense and still lock down defensively. That's the Mike Budenholzer hire. And also, Mike Budenholzer, just to add to it, he's from Arizona. And the way I see it, their new owner, Matt Ishbia, has already switched up the roster, traded for KD. He just took over this year. He doesn't have that tie to Monty Williams. He doesn't have to stand by Monty if he doesn't want to. And why would you, in my opinion, you can't sit around. What's the definition of insanity, Connor? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You can't sit around hoping things change while KD's contract runs out. You can't. Change it up. And then if it fails on the back end, you know what you can say? You can say, well, we did what we could while we still could with KD's contract. You you cannot do the same thing and expect different results. Now, no matter who the coach is, it's not over for the Suns. I mean, you have two of the greatest scorers in the NBA right now, and Devin Booker and KD. What you need to do, though, is focus on what you're surrounding them with, and that's where the second order of business comes in. It's time for cheap, proven vets. The only move you can make. Okogie, Payne, Torrey Craig isn't enough as far as uh, bench pieces, role players. You need to go find guys who can get things done for you. 
you gave away Cam Johnson and Macau Bridges and, and Jay Crowder, who gave you some good minutes over the years, to go get KD. You need to start surrounding them with guys that make sense, that fit roles that they need them to fit. And then the third order of business. You need to seriously, and this is already in the works, if, if, if you've been sort of seeing the reports around what's going on there in, in Phoenix, you need to evaluate CP3 and Aiton. You really do. Deonda, CP3, uh, so long as he stays healthy, which has not been shown to happen, I think you could keep him around. But at the same time, he's 37, he's aging, and you, you're paying him a lot of money. You extended him not too long ago. And Aiton, is there a move you can make? I, I do have questions about that. I think somebody would take him, but I think you're sort of selling low. Three more years at $33 million a year. And I don't think the Suns really need an offensive big, like a guy that's just, you know, who, who's going to be offensively inclined, who wants to put up shots. DeAndre Ayton seems to fit that mold. But I think you just need a competitive pro, right? The Ivica Zubats of the world, the, the Clint Capellas of the world. Get a competitive pro who can help you on the defensive end and can match up with other bigs and at least limit what Nikola Jokic did in this series. That, that's really where I think you need to head. Um, but <laughs> this Suns team, considering what they did this season, Connor, they are in a world of hurt. They're in, a, they're in a different world right now, and they have to navigate it, and there could be some serious changes on the way. Absolutely. You know, it's <clears throat> first off, I want to start with the Jokic stuff real quick. He was truly an all-time performance in this series. A lot of people talk about LeBron in 2016 being one of the best series performances they've ever seen in the finals against the Warriors. Then Jokic, so I looked at the stats, Jokic scored a single point less than LeBron. But he had the exact same number of rebounds, the exact same number of assists, but he did it in one game less, which is pretty remarkable if you put it yeah. that way. Jokic, watching him play basketball is like watching like the greatest <laughs> musician ever just play <laughs> flawlessly. It's, it is literally like it's music. It's poetry, man. It's music. It's poetry, exactly. Um, I'm not sure if getting rid of Monty Williams is the right move for the Suns. I think that they need some consistency with their leadership, especially with what happened. You know, It's really concerning the effort level that he got in this series, I think from guys not named Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I think you can look at that. I just kind of what we were talking about with the Bucks is is Bud going to be better than Monty? Is Nurse going to really be that much better than Monty? I mean, he won Coach of the Year a few years ago. He's gotten them, it feels like, to a pretty good spot. And I don't necessarily think it's his fault that they've been losing this series. Like you said, there were injuries. The rosters definitely needs an upgrade. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from him. Because it is a new regime coming in as an ownership, I just don't know if that's the answer. I think you nailed it, though. The real answer for them is the roster. You have to flip CP3, and I think you have to flip Aiton for somebody. But here's my thing, with, and that's where I'm going with this, with CP3 and potentially flipping him and trying to move off of him. Monty Williams? He's damn near tied his career to CP3. Sure. The amount, I mean, he is so loyal to that guy, and, and it's reciprocated. I wonder, like, do you want Monty to be around for this iteration without CP3, considering that's really why this thing has gotten off the floor and running, is because Monty Williams was alongside and they alongside CP3 and they have that good relationship. So, like, moving forward, I mean, you, you just see Monty Williams has never won a championship. He's never been around it, right? So it's like I, I think you need to find somebody with this type of roster who can manage it and who has been through the playoffs and made it through the ringer. And I just think that's, I, I think that's sort of the natural progression of things. And I, I think more so 
the reason I'm calling for it is Matt Ishbia has no, there's no loyalty there. He just got in. And Matt Ishbia is already shaking it up with KD. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that this comes relatively soon. Well, to be honest, I think it's ultimately going to be, hey, Booker, KD, Monty, yay or nay. It's going to be whatever they say. Um, the crazy thing that I think that could happen with Phoenix, and I've seen it get floated a few times today already, is uh, Kyrie. Because yeah. you know that Dallas likes Aiden. We already yep. know that. We already know that they like Aiden. It's not working with Kyrie there. They need a big. Maybe they try Kyrie again with Durant, but they have Booker instead of Harden. How about a how about a, a potential Fred Van Vliet move and Maybe. bring in Nick Nurse? I like who's that. Already that could alongside. I'm just saying there's a lot of options that they that they could potentially wear out. And I, I just don't see Monty Williams, considering the last two years, I don't know if he's the guy that's going to get them over the hump. That's and, fair. And that, that's where I'm at. And, and considering what your roster is, how many takers there would be to, ha- to take that job ultimately, I, I think running it back and trying to do the same thing for two more years while you still have KD, you never know what KD's going to do once that contract runs out. He's getting older. He's aging. He may have a de- decline in a couple years. But you have two more years with him. You have to make them count. You have to make the switches that are necessary to potentially get you over the top and into an NBA Finals again and, and, and ultimately win it. You have two more years. You can't just do the same thing. And I think ultimately that's the biggest pickle that they're in right now is that they can't afford to have a kind of quick rebuild year or like a reassessment year. They have Next to be year in, they can't do the same no, thing. They, they can't. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like Whatever they do, it has to be a big move. That's the problem that they're in right now. Like you said about the Nuggets – the Nuggets were able to marginally make corrections over the years because they, they knew that their three guys were always going to be there. They yep. had the consistency with the coach. They knew that those guys were in place. The Suns went for it this year. They went for it. They got rid of their assets. They got rid of their depth, and they said, let's go get KD. As long as CP3 and Aiton have their heads in the game and are healthy, we're going to be fine. Our top four guys can beat their top four guys. Well, now all of a sudden, it's, they're going to have two top – they got top two, two guys – Two guys yep. that you could argue in any game are the best two guys in that game. But what about three through seven, three yep. through eight? If you get beat there, you're not going to have success in the playoffs. Because like we said, game one of this series, we said that they're going to have to score 35 every single game for them to win. And what did we see? In the two games that they won, they went nuts. Yep. And when they weren't all-time performance Devin Booker, level, when they When Devin Booker they didn't shoot 78% or over, they were 0-4. And it's not fair That's to put on your okay. star. It's not That's fair not to look okay. at your star and say, hey— Remember what LeBron did a couple years ago? Yeah. You got to do that every night. Yes. You know, and if we the, want a chance and the to dirty, be in a close game and win. And the dirty little secret about the last two games is KD was not good. He yeah. was not good the last two games, which no. is, you know, concerning. And I, we've I, seen KD now in the playoffs a few years in a row. Do you get the sense? Out. Do you get the sense with KD now? I mean, 3 years ago, it was no matter who's challenging his shot. It doesn't matter that that ball can go in. Now I see KD, when he gets challenged, when people really get after him, rough him up, and bother him, he'll miss those mid-ranges, and he'll have an inefficient night. He doesn't try to get to the rim as much as he used to. And what was weird about last night is he took zero threes. It was just, it seemed like he didn't know where his place was necessarily in the offense last night, which was Which makes sense, considering he didn't have a whole lot of time to get used to all uh, all of these new pieces and players he was playing alongside. And, and we saw it down the stretch of the season. He was deferring to Devin Booker, and, and maybe, okay, considering the way Devin Booker played in these playoffs, I think, okay, that's, that's not a bad move. But Kevin Durant is supposed to assert himself 
as the most dominant player on the team, and I never saw him do that with the Suns. And I think that that ultimately worked against them in a lot of ways, worked against him in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I didn't see a whole lot necessarily drawn up for Kevin Durant to go create. It's usually Devin Booker trying to make something happen, and Kevin Durant was sort of the second fiddle. A and lot of his stuff They're going to have to figure that out going into the next He year. would create one-on-one. And he would yep. a lot of turnaround turnaround Jays, mid ranges from Kevin Durant. Like that was most of his game in this series. And, you know, I think Kevin Durant's still one of the best players in the NBA. No and I think that the Suns aren't in a terrible place. You know, a lot of teams would say, I'll take what the Suns have right now and we'll figure it out. It's just I think to win a championship, and like you said, they kind of got two years here of a window still open. however big you want to say that window's open, I think that's person to person, but they gotta do something now. Like they, they yeah. don't have time to mess around. You gotta nope. do it now. Nope. You 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 gotta go. You gotta go. Two years of KD can't do the same thing for two years. It's just it's not gonna work out. Now, watching the Suns bow out the way they did brought something to my mind. Think about the Nets who tried to make the James Harden, Kyrie, KD super team. Think about the Clippers, Kawhi and PG over the years, and now the Suns. They've tried to do the Devin Booker, Chris Paul. KD, Aiton thing, and Aiton and CP3 may already be out the door considering what we've seen from a reporting standpoint. But you make these moves thinking you're going to ultimately be in the NBA Finals. But it does show grabbing two or three Hall of Fame talents in this day and age doesn't guarantee a thing. Doesn't guarantee a damn thing. And, and, and lately, making that primetime move may not actually get you over the top. It only gives you hope that you can. And I, I see a team in the Nuggets who has one all-star this year, had one all-star this year, but one through eight, they're phenomenal, and they have guys that fill roles. That's the type of team that got through. It's not the team that has uh, the, the super team, if you will, with multiple all-stars, Hall of Fame talents. It's a guy, okay, you have to have a Hall of Fame talent, an all-star type guy, but if you surround him with the right pieces, you can still win in this day and age of the NBA where it was, you know, you had the heat, for a while, the Spurs were running the league with their super team, mostly homegrown. And then, uh, uh, I mean, think back to the Celtics, right? Those teams used to have a lot of success. Lately, those same efforts are not working. Well, those teams, to your point, though, had elite role players. They had elite role players that knew their role. They knew what to do night in and night out. It feels like that these teams that get kind of thrown together in an offseason or at the trade deadline, guys don't know where they're fitting. They don't know... One night, hey, we need you to campaign. We need you to start tonight. We need you to get 20. And then one night, you're <laughs> right. not playing. Landry Shamit, you didn't play for two games. All of a sudden, you're in there, and you're one of the most important pieces for us on the wing. It's you got to have consistency with your rotations, and I think that's one thing. But what, 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 trip, what trips me out about these three teams, because I think one of these teams is not like the other. Suns and Nets, their depth pieces, once they went and got all of the superstars, right. went by the wayside, just weren't very good. The Clippers have depth. They have good players. They just – nothing has, has really fit or come together. And granted, you've had Kawhi and Paul George injuries throughout the process as well, but nothing has really come together for them. But they have they have a good roster. They That's do, good but roster. it's also kind of been a revolving door with them. Like, and, But there was also no consistency there. Like guys like Luke Kennard didn't play. Yeah. Which is odd. And the, it's But you have Norman Powell to fill that role. You have – I mean, think sure, about all these like, guys. Norman Powell, uh, not playing. Terrence Mann, Nick Batum has his moments as a, as a pretty decent role player, although he's, he's struggled the last couple of years. But they have, they have some good depth pieces there, and it still hadn't, it, it hadn't come to fruition. It's just when you don't have, like, Kawhi in there or Paul George, ultimately all they were was a team of role players. Yep. You know, like they didn't have much there. So they, it's these teams are gutting 
And that's why that's one of the reasons why, you know, like when we're talking about the Grizzlies in this offseason, you don't want to gut the entire bench, you know, because no. we saw that rear its head in the Lakers series. We had we had injuries on the team and that depth was gone. And all of a sudden you're saying, oh man, you need you need seven guys in the playoffs. You need at least seven guys to get it done. I think my worry though, headed into into the offseason for the Grizzlies. It's like I wish that there was a way that all of their first-round picks, they have five in the next four years, I wish all those meant something to somebody, but they're all later first-round picks, theoretically. Obviously, things shake out, and they could be higher as you, as you get to them. Um, but all of them are, are, are relatively low first-round picks. I just don't know if that's going to be the selling point. I feel like if you're going to get an OG Ananobi, if you're getting a Macal Bridges, which it doesn't seem like the Nets are going to sell a Cam Johnson, a DFS, you're going to have to give up some proven talent to potentially go – um, make that happen. I think the Nets would be the most likely to be persuaded by first-round picks, although they have a hell of a lot of them from the from the KD deal. Yeah, that's that, again, like we've talked about it before, but that's where you're just hoping that teams like Chicago finally decide to blow it up because they're kind of in NBA limbo. Yeah, Same you, thing you, with the Raptors. you like, want somebody you who's going to value the first round. Yeah, the first you, rounder. you need teams to say like we're selling and we need assets. That's what the Grizzlies need. Yes, and really, what are the three teams we're looking at? I mean, we're looking at. Basically, Nets, Raptors, I guess Clippers could be part of this conversation. Sure, maybe. Although they're not going to want they, – they wouldn't want draft assets. Maybe Portland. Portland, I guess, could be in that – the Bulls yeah. obviously could be in that conversation. But you, you, you want to find a trade partner, one, you know, the Raptors. Masai Ujiri tries to win every trade. You, wanna, you want somebody who's a little looser than him. Uh, but you want somebody who's going to value those picks more than anything. Because you need to offload those picks. You don't want to give away a bunch of proven talent that's on your roster. You right should now. call Minnesota and just say, and, and hey. to, to be fair, I don't know <laughs> if the Grizzlies, a lot of Grizzlies don't have a whole lot of proven talent from a bench perspective, do they? I mean, it's Tyus, Tyus. Jones and Luke Kennard. <laughs> it's Tyus, Luke, and then an injured. Santi could, be, Santi could be a wanted, wanted piece by other teams. It, I mean, he's 22 years old. He's seven foot, and he's got a three level scoring ability. Like, it, I, I mean, that's, that, fits, that fits a mold. I guess you hope that Brandon has some value, but I think he's such a question mark. Yes, because his of his Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Not only. For the uh, Suns, but for the Grizzlies as well. Now, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, I want to I wanna break down last night what I saw in that 76ers and Celtics game. Jason Tatum, I guess he responded, but damn were the first three quarters of basketball for one of a guy I consider to be a top 10 player. Were they embarrassing? We'll be right back. 92.9 FM ESPN. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. How about it? Back in 92.9 FM ESPN, it's the Gabe Coon Show. Connor, I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet. Was it this morning? Or yesterday afternoon? It was this morning. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess this afternoon. Yeah. You said you've been on a New York uh, hip-hop kick. I have been. So you're... A huge one, actually. Okay. I got you. You said Wu-Tang, Black Sheep, De La Soul, Nas, Biggie. You skipped Stetsasonic, man. Stetsasonic, there we go. Cool Keith. CL Smooth, Pete Rock. There we go. Yeah. You're riding around a little Illmatic pulling up today? Dude, you, have, uh, you, yes, have the hat, you have the hat on and, you, and you're throwing the hood up Dude, and you're rock, was, uh, rocking some Illmatic coming in? I was listening in? to Ether as I was tweeting that, just 
probably one of the meanest diss tracks of all time. Like the things he said <laughs> to, sure. Jay, to, to Jay-Z in that are probably like, I think you could charge him with assault just for saying some of that stuff. Like, oh my God. No, but I'm imagining uh, Connor pulling up the New York state of mind with hey, the man. hood on and the hat on. Yeah. I listened to an Getting interview himself with himself pumped uh, up for the show. I, I listened to an interview with New York legend Prince Paul this week and it just got me on a kick, man. Yeah. No, it's good music. It's good music. It's not bad. Yeah. I didn't know it was part of your taste though. I guess you're 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 eclectic though. Yeah. You move all around. Yeah. Okay, I got bounce you. around. Now don't bounce around when it comes to getting your whiskey. You have to go one place. That would be old Dominic to get their Tennessee whiskey because it is fantastic. It's distilled, barreled, aged, and bottled in Memphis. First time since prohibition that that is the case. And the flavor is great. Maple sugar, charcoal distilling. So it's good for sipping. It is good for mixing. It is good to put on ice. It's good to mix with water. That Tennessee whiskey is great. I, I have attached to the bottled and bond. Bottled and bond's the stepped up version, but Tennessee whiskey is great as well. Now make sure also you get down to their state-of-the-art distillery. That, that distillery is beautiful. They have a great rooftop. They have a great bar where they're serving up craft cocktails nightly. Um, whether you're stopping in to end the night out, uh, you're going for a tour and tasting. It's very simple. Get over to Old Dominic. And, and also, they, they're good for special events. So if you want to make sure, wedding, wedding reception, birthday party, going away party, go check out their schedule. OldDominic.com is where you can find that. Um, and also for Mother's Day, I, I saw this. This was this is really fun. They're doing a bourbon and brush strokes deal. If you don't have Mother's Day plans, tickets are still available for the paint and sip class. If you want to bring your mom, if your mom's into bourbon, 7 o'clock on Sunday, $30. Or go to OldDominic.com to check out tickets. But also, they're the official spirit, Old Dominic is, of the Memphis Grizzlies. Two bar locations in FedEx Forum. Check it out whether you're going to a concert, comedian, whatever it may be. Go to OldDominic.com, Old Dominic Distillery. Come say hi. Now, last night, Celtics and 76ers. Celtics get over top 95-86. And I, I think this is more on uh, more on the 76ers' lack of execution down the stretch than anything else. Jason Tatum gave you the night that you needed to go get over top and win this series. There, there's no question. He was 0 for 10 uh, in the first half from the field. He had one point. Uh, I, I mean... <laughs> In the second half of an elimination game, as we got to the, the third quarter, Jason Tatum couldn't even get a bucket on George Niang. It was, it was unforgivable through three quarters from Jason Tatum last night. Uh, the narratives are already there, too. Tatum crashes out when it matters. He's not aggressive enough when it matters. He shrinks in the playoffs, considering the NBA Finals last year. Jalen Brown was their leading scorer. But he's got to beat those narratives and not feed them. And And... and for him, I've noticed something. It's threes or drives. He takes a three, or he tries to drive headlong into the teeth of the defense. There's no mid-range. He hasn't posted up, even though he's good at those things. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then he gets 16 points in the fourth. He outscored the 76ers by himself 16-13 to 13 in the fourth by himself. He saved everything for the, pa- for the last five minutes. Four for five from three. He was 0 for 7 before that. Um, but I have to say... I'm not interested in the, the what a response. Oh, he responded so well in the fourth quarter conversation. Because he has come up so short in every single first half, it feels like, in this entire 76er series. He got carried for 44 minutes. While the story became Jason Tatum had 16 in the fourth and, and overcame uh, just awful shooting for three quarters, 
The story should have been about Marcus Smart last night, man. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, limited his turnovers, was a plus 18 on the game, 2 steals. He was phenomenal. He led them to that win more than anything Jason Tatum did last night, yet the story will always go back to Jason Tatum. I th- I, I, I'm not there for it. Now, Jason Tatum, after the game, said this. I, I want to play this. Go ahead. I'm one of, humbly, one of the best basketball players in the world. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in it. I I agree. I think you're a top 10 player, especially during the regular season. You're in MVP voting. You're top five in MVP voting, I think, the last two years. But I can't get behind a superstar who consistently throughout these playoffs has shrunk in the first half and has not shown up for his team. Other people had to pick up. And, you know, I think the, the 76ers really fell flat down the stretch. And you got to give credit. You got to give some credit to the Celtics defense. It was, it was beautiful. It was for, great. For points. But they only allowed seven points. Two of them were on a Jaden Springer garbage time make. So they only allowed five, five points in the last seven minutes. But equally, I think the Sixers lost their way. Joel Embiid took two shots in the last six minutes. He took one shot in the last four, I believe. And the last time that happened was on October 24th versus the Pacers, where he only had one one shot in the last four minutes. The Sixers lost that game more than I think the Celtics or Jason Tatum went and won it. And (laughs) I, I, I... Doc Rivers has shown us that this is the case over the years. 17 and 32 in opportunities to close out That's series in his career. And 32 losses is by far the most in NBA history. It's not even close. It's not close. It's been that way. I mean, he's been the leader for a long time. So, I mean, 76ers, it's not surprising to see them fall flat when, when, they, needed to, when they needed to go get over top. I, I mean, think, you, had, you had a home game. Yeah. You had a home game to go close out the series. Now you got to go on the road. Jalen Brown is talking up the home crowd for TD Garden. Now you're now you're now you're behind the eight ball. When in reality, you could have you could have closed out the series last night with the performance you got from Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was miserable. I am going to say it. He was miserable. Fourth quarter, fine, but I I I I, I thought it was an unacceptable performance through three quarters. I agree with everything that you just said. You know, if you're if you're the 76ers, I think you're looking at this game and saying, man, we stole one in game one when we didn't have Embiid and we were able to win that game off of a. Amazing performance from James Harden, but Boston stole one last night. That should have been the last game of that series. You know, <laughs> if if the best player, if arguably the best player on the floor, other than Joel Embiid, is what zero for fourteen or whatever it was starting off, you have to win that game. You have to win that game. Marcus Smart, we've given him a lot of criticism, and I think warranted criticism throughout the playoffs so far in this series. But last night he stepped up when his team needed him the most. Harden disappeared. It was another like Harden, where you at, man? Close yep. out game. Doc Rivers, where you at, man? It's the reason why, you know, the, the Sixers team, I think, has endeared themselves to some people, including myself. But you always had the doubt because you were like, as long as Doc Rivers and James Harden are on those teams, you know, you, we have to see it done. We have to see it happen before we can say anything because there's just so many question marks there. And Joel Embiid, I think, had, you know, a relatively good performance last night, but certainly not MVP You're level. Right. He's certainly still playing hurt. But when P.J. Tucker has eight shots— Something's going wrong in your offense. Something is going wrong in your offense. And Joel Embiid, down the stretch of the game, if you have 13 points and a half, that's not that's not acceptable. You have to get him more touches. You have to find a way to get him more touches. And do we want to? He's got to demand more touches. Do we want to talk about the guy who played 24 minutes with zero points? (laughs) Do we? 
I mean, he's one man. He's one of my guys, but. Hey, see, All I'm gonna I, say is uh, a lot of the melting noise. Let's just say it's it's gotten quieter. It's gotten quieter. Weirdly, yeah, I'm not sure no, why. Because Melton mm. is just. I mean, he's not a he's not an overly consistent bench player. We never we never no, accused him of being certainly one. not. <laughs> so far this series, though, he had what 17 in game one. He's and he a, had two, and then 14 in game three. Good, and then zero four zero last three games. 17 in game one. Melt. 18 point cents. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Now uh, for the Celtics, obviously their 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 playoff hopes, their NBA Finals hopes are still alive. But going into next year, you're gonna have two Supermax guys, and Jalen Brown and Jason. Very Tango. expensive Supermax Very guys. Very expensive guys. <laughs> that's that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see how they navigate that, considering both on the All NBA teams this year. Um, also, Mark Jones, you see him? Did you hear him after the game smoking on that Philly pack? I know, incredible. <laughs> he said JT and JB smoking on that Philly pack. Okay. All right, Mark. I love Mark Jones. Mark Jones is great. Hotter than fish grease. That's one of my favorite calls he makes. Yeah. He's underrated. Criminally underrated. But let's go ahead and get to a break on that note. And when we come back, I, I have to tell you why the NFL can breathe. One of the most shameful ownership eras in the history of American sports is near its end. That's Dan Snyder and his ownership of the Commanders. We'll tell you who's buying them. And I'll tell you why this ownership is the worst we've seen in American sports. On the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. 92. They keep trying to tell me here. All you want to do is use me. All the folks at the NFL offices are saying God is good today. And that's because Josh Harris, who's a 76ers co-owner, and I think Magic Johnson's part of the ownership group that is bought now, but Josh Harris and the Commanders, Sale. That group, that sale is agreed to. It, it will be finalized once NFL owners decide to push it over, uh, push it over the finish line. They have to agree to it and they will likely agree to it. But we're back in Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Um, finally, this distraction's out of the NFL's hair. This has been, truthfully, one of the most shameful ownership eras in the history of the NFL. And likely, and I, I, very likely, one of the most, and not one of the most, the most shameful ownership era in American sports. The Snyder tenure was defined by sexual harassment and misconduct, even committed by Dan Snyder and tried to be covered up by Dan Snyder, robbing, paying customers blind. I mean, he kept, he kept their security deposits. <laughs> he kept their security deposits. Bullying in the workplace consistently. And then when all that was all figured out, he dissuaded. They tried to intimidate witnesses. Oh, yeah, and the team was terrible the entire time. That, that part as well. Hey, think about all this. He avoided questioning by Congress while on a yacht overseas. Then the NFL was in too deep, so they hid the details of the Beth Wilkinson investigation into the team. Now we have an investigation being done by another investigator and Mary Jo White that already is being reported that Snyder's trying to cover that one up too and make sure a lot of the leaks don't end up in the public's hands. And still with all that, like it's good to see they're, they're finally going to be out of the NFL's hair and out of American sports as they should be. But with all that, Dan and Tanya Snyder still are going to get their $6.05 billion payday. It's a hell of a – I mean, uh, just to, to fail miserably as owners and still 
make that much money on the back end, that's that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But I, I'm glad to see this, man. It, it's so overdue. Um, and I hope with the Mary Jo White investigation that's going in right now, I hope Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder have to deal with this now that they're, they're out the doors of the NFL. We need, to, we need to learn what has happened behind closed doors. What has the NFL done to cover it up? This, is, this, has, been, this has been awful. It's been awful. And it's been a long time coming that this has been needing to be done. It's amazing how all those things you listed off is usually the one reason somebody gets let go or fired or has to sell a team. But just the fact that he had all of those things on his list of reasons why he needs to go is just gross. It, that's <laughs> the only way yep. to describe it is it's gross. And the fact he's going to get $6 billion, even more gross. I'm glad that we're not going to have to talk about it anymore. But, man, the system sure is broken. The book and the 30 for 30 on this is going to be pretty interesting. I need a deep dive. I have to, to take a it. shower after. Yeah, I need, I need to see it, though. I need to see it. I need to know exa- exactly what's happening now. Um, once the NFL owners approve this, commanders do need to have to they, – they need to make some meaningful change. I mean, I, we don't know how long this coaching staff's going to be there. They're going to have to figure it out with Sam Howlett quarterback this year. Um, but it's time for a new stadium. They need to figure out – I mean, the commander's name, I know a lot of, a lot of people in Washington are not very happy – with that name, they got to make some meaningful changes, get those fans back on their side. But I think the fans are very happy about this as well. They've been wanting the Snyders out for damn ever. Yeah, Mark was streaking in the parking lot. <laughs> Is that right? Is that <laughs> <Just> right? <kidding. laughs> now let's go. While, while you were listening to uh, Illmatic? Yeah, yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I was listening. <laughs> Nas was in my ear, and Mark was running up yeah. and down the parking lot. Yeah. Now let's go ahead and get to a break on that note when we come back. It's our daily visit. It's a daily visit with uh, Jeff Calkins. I'm going to have to, off the top, I'm going to have to ask him about his, his bills and the schedule and uh, some trouble at Arby's. We have to ask about the trouble at Arby's. That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 